three, two, one. Welcome back, everybody, to Down for the Count. As always, I'm Alexis, and with me tonight, we got the OG3 again. We got Tiff and Nicole, Janae. Y'all say a little prayer for Janae. She is working retail during the holidays, and at the time of this recording, Thanksgiving is 48 hours away, which means Black Friday is 72 hours away. So please give our girl a little prayer or at least think of her and hope that she gets out and she survives. Um, got a full show for you tonight. Say a little prayer for you. <laughs> <laughs> Before we start, Tiff, Nicole, say hi. Hello. Hola. I'm practicing. Actually, no. Namor does not like Spanish. Does anyone know is it Yucatan man? I will uh, learn how to say hello in that. No, I'm going to say it for the next episode. Yucatan Mayan? I think it's that's what they speaking speak. Mayan in the movie? Yeah. Yeah, they don't speak. Yeah, they're meso, whatever. So it's, um, sorry, I don't want to oh, disrespect okay. no one's culture. Um, you know what's great um, about this? Yeah, they're because, because they're, pre, they're pre-Hispanic conquered. Got it. Mm-hmm. Um, I love the fact All that you people colonizing Spaniards out there. Yeah, fuck yeah. Spain. <laughs> fuck France, fuck Spain, fuck England. You know what you did. Um, so the funny thing is that I or that's funny, but the great thing that I think it is is like people who are writing like Black Panther, like Wakanda Forever fan fiction and Namor's front and center, they're not using the Spanish terms either. They're actually trying to go back and look at the language as a whole to make sure they don't offend anybody. Like, how fucking cool is that? Very. I love that. Like, the one, like, I have a Tumblr. Yes, I lurk still on Tumblr. No, I will not give my I name. I still have mine. I don't give a shit. <laughs> I still have mine, too. I like, I'm just I like, care. no one knows. I find like, great fashion on um, Tumblr still. <laughs> I find some cool ass fan art. Like I think that's <laughs> what I'm there for. Like you find some shit and you're just like, bitch, how come you are not famous for this? Like, you know, but um I like yeah. Tumblr. It's a little niche audience and nobody's messing with it. It's yeah, still, it's still itself, which I like. I find so many good um backgrounds on Tumblr to this yeah. day. You really do. <laughs> I love um, it. But yeah, but there was like a couple people who are like um, pretty much saying like, hey, you know what, be respectful. He's not speaking Spanish. And they were actually like giving like where you could go and look at. And it's honestly how to like people are actually looking up how to speak this language. And it's just like, ooh, colonizers are going to be pissed. But fuck you for like wiping out a beautiful language to begin with. So, mm. you know there's that I like that because it can hopefully you know reconnect a lot of people to the roots like that and help because I don't I don't know if it's considered a dying language or like a dead language I know there's still like a sect part of the world that still speaks it regularly which is nice Mm -hmm. I don't know I'm gonna learn how to say hello in that I'm gonna say that in the next episode I just want I just want to say hello to Namor's actor. Hey, <laughs> I can't wear her. He that poor hot. that poor man. Someone he, was like, because I get he's releasing oh. a book, and I really like. Um, he's like super smart. He like went to college for like journalism, and he was like a journal. Uh, he's like a journalist, and um, 
like writer. Well, journalist and his writer, but whatever. Um, anyways, he wrote wrote this book. I think he was writing it while he was shooting, and it's releasing, and it was, uh, and it's about, um, it's in Spanish. You can listen to audiobook, but I'll wait till English translation comes out. But Plain it's, it's basically about um, colorism and classism in Mexico and like what his experience is being like mm-hmm. a darker skinned Mexican and dealing with the media and dealing with acting and not getting parts because of how he looks like and it's very fascinating and it's very also because you know we talk about how obviously there is anti-blackness everywhere but no one wants to talk about it and he's like the component about actually speaking about it Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. he actually had an interview um he's got a lot of flack for this but like people at the same time are defending him which is great you you want to see that um he was saying that it was important because people were like he's too dark to play this could be a whole nerd corner but i was like people were like he's too dark to play namor namor's white passing in the comic books i'm like you realize namor like came around in 1940 right like you either white or a stereotype like this was there was no like i'm not even joking and um he was saying that like it was important for him to be Namor because he would be what he's like, I'll, I'll turn on t- like Spanish television and it would just be like, no one has my skin tone. No one looks like me. It looks like I'm watching Scandinavian shows. And I was like, Oh, well, that's, that's true. And you know what? And it's actually, funny because people were trying true. to get mad and someone was like, came with the receipts and there's like, these are the cast for the top four rated slash most watched telemundos in um in mexico i kid you not i thought they were all white people that was <laughs> like no when he said that i wouldn't they had I, like blonde hair blue eyes like i, I was like that's Ooh. how it always has been though and, and then and i was thinking about that as a kid and i you was like that is right that. Yeah. yeah because like i remember um going to like this um fucking laundry mat with my mom like this was back in like elementary school okay and it was ran by a spanish lady and she had like the spanish soap operas on and i'm that's i loved watching them i was like damn this is entertaining i have no idea what they're saying but like fuck you jose (laughs) that's like because but i was you go now and you look at them and there's no one dark there's not there's no one his his shade like he was saying and and I always notice it's like, it's the same way. I mean, I'm not trying to put anyone in the same category, but I always notice when guys are like lusting after Brazilian women, it's white passing Brazilian women, but when it's darker color, they don't want anything to do with them. I'm like, uh. <clears throat> unless they, they're shapely women, they are objectified, but yeah. they are not surprised. Hmm. But, I don't know. but yeah like i asked nicole this would i be a traitor to wakanda <laughs> i was just like i'm gonna go like over here because you know oh, spy mission sure you know? <laughs> they throw me in jail with wakabi no immediately <laughs> i'd be i'd be in jail right next to him <laughs> 
But no, my point I was going to make, and then we can actually talk about wrestling because we were, I think we we're talking about people thirsting after him. Mm-hmm. And it was funny, this one girl I follow on TikTok and she was like, don't be going to his book signings, acting feral. Like this man actually is having like, don't this book that. is like, they're like, please don't do that. Like, this is actually like a really great topic that he's talking about. Like, he's very intelligent, you know, something I was very passionate about. And someone in the comments was like, too late. Like, I guess he was at a sighting in like Mexico, oh. like Mexico, like Mexico City. And they were like, there are like people yelling, like, I'll burn the world for you or with you. Holy shit. What the <laughs> hell? Nah, y'all, listen, y'all want to so, know. But it's funny mm-hmm. though, but they said they only did it for like a set. They just yelled it once, but so that's so funny. <laughs> yeah, but you don't know how people react to that kind of stuff because like, you, you be hearing like fans doing some off the wall bullshit stuff, like when they do yeah. meet and greets and stuff, and then they never want to do them again. And it's just like, and then they're like, well, they don't want to meet their fans. I'm like, well, maybe if you guys were so fucking weird and yeah. doing weird shit, maybe we wouldn't have this problem. I don't think it will be too, I don't know. I say this because people are like losing their minds about him, which I also think that's great validation because they yeah. can be like, you know, especially my go city are like, oh, how come you're not putting all these men that look like me on there? And before they could be like, oh, well, they're not attractive. And like, people are going to like, Bullshit. Da, da, da. these girls are losing. And I'm not even girls, girls, gays. They've like literally everybody is losing their mind one of my friends he he told one of my friends told me he's just like he is in love with him I'm like do you love him or do you love the character and he's like yes so I'm like I'm hoping that's to both and he he just he goes I don't know what it is about him but it's just like he's the bad guy I shouldn't want him to like I'm not gonna repeat what he said on the show because I'm like even now I'm like what the fuck but it's just like what is it with Marvel them having like such attractive ass villains because I don't even know wow. if he, I mean it's 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 weird it's weird you need to see Wakanda forever so I we don't can talk think about that it. all the villains are attractive I just think all y'all have a villain fetish fetish well <laughs> like, it's you- also his it's a little bit for him is um he's very like charismatic like he like he like speaks and I think and this is just like him as a like an actor and in general like he speaks and you like listen and like he doesn't that I believe he doesn't he does not he does not raise his and he does not raise his voice like literally the entire movie he doesn't but he is so captivating and you listen and it's just like his like he has really really great stage presence so shout out to whoever made him start acting yes also if you girls or if you guys or whoever go to meet him please don't call him aqua poppy to his face what what that is that is it i'm sorry we will get to wrestling soon that is what they're calling namor yeah aqua poppy yeah really are which like, like I get it, but I won't tell it to my face unless he asks me to. Then that's different. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, same. Yeah, I mean, 
my gosh. I'm not sure. Um, well, this is jail. What is this? I knew that his ass was gonna win. I fucking knew it. Who won? Wesley did. What is this? I don't know. I don't know what she's looking at because I'm behind. I think Tony might be coming out there. But you know what? I'm telling check Duolingo because maybe it might have it because they have fucking high Valerian from like Game of Thrones on there. What? Yeah, Duolingo has uh, where you can learn to speak. He don't like even I'm... look real. He looks like in, like imposed. What is this? I don't know. I don't know. Jail. Wait, what are you talking about? Is my it... TV ahead of yours? I Who think it is. About... Oh, well, we'll talk about wrestling. Full gear happened. <laughs> And yeah. that pay-per-view was way too long. That That is a major issue that I'm seeing with... Has there ever been an AEW pay-per-view that's been under three hours? I don't think so. No. But I have the card pulled up. Actually, I mean, I didn't watch it, but from what I saw, people were saying there was like a couple of hit or misses, but overall, the show is actually really good. What the fuck is... So uh, we're going to just run through these matches real quick. So the opening match was, a uh, this was the, on the pre-show. I want to make sure I get these right. So the pre-show matches, a uh, 10-man tag team match with the Nightmare, or it's just called the Factory now. Uh, Aaron Solo, Nick Comorado, sorry if I mispronounced your name. Lee Johnson, Cole Carter, and QT Marshall against Best Friends. Orange Cassidy, and as they put it, a very evil, very mysterious partner in Rocky Romero. Um, if you guys can't tell, the mystery partner was Dan Housen, which people, I love how people are thinking, like, they forget that Dan Housen can actually wrestle, and he they think he's just a gimmick, but, like, the man can actually wrestle. So, uh that where to go okay so best uh best friends romero and Danhausen won um Danhausen kind of came in dark so that was kind of that was kind of nuts uh also on the pre-show full gear world title eliminator tournament semi-final try saying that three times fast ricky starks versus brian cage uh why do they ricky... call it an eliminator what is it's already I, a, a, a tournament, right? So why are they calling it eliminated? Tony Khan's done, done so much allegedly coke. I think he's just throwing words together now to make it sound cool. Love that for him. <laughs> the allegedly coke. I, I, think I put it in there first, so you can't come for me, Tony. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Fuck you, rich boy. <laughs> <laughs> I, I am like at my fucking like breaking point right now because it's so close to the end of the semester and I just gotta get shit done I'm so over a lot of shit right now so fuck you Tony Kong. um Tony's uh, or Tony uh Ricky Starks defeated Brian Cage love that uh, so right. let's see here uh so hang on so yeah, I'm not reading most of the other stuff. Also on the pre-show, Eddie Kingston. I am so sorry because I am going to butcher this name. You had Eddie Kingston taking on June I, I, Akiyama. 
I hope I pronounced that right. It's a, it's a start with the A. Yes. Mm-hmm. A K I Y A M A. Okay. Um, he defeat uh, Kingston got the win. This apparently was like a dream match or a match that Eddie Kingston wanted to do for a really long time. So, yeah, it's uh, I, from what I heard, it was actually one of the best ones of the night. Uh, time for the main card. Go away. I already have enough spam on my freaking. Are you serious? You piece of shit. Um, all right. So we had. <laughs> it knows I'm talking shit about it. All right. So uh, on to the main card. Opened up with the steel cage match. Jungle Boy Jack Perry. I guess that's the whole name he's going by now. Versus Luchasaurus. <laughs> versus. I was shocked when I heard that they started with that cage match. All right, like I guess they wanted to get it out of the way because I kind of forgot they were feuding. I thought Luchasaurus was injured. That's why. No, I mean, I don't remember. Is, sort of, oh. I guess. What the? Honestly, okay. Why is Luchasaurus ain't, ain't it either? I mean, you broke up Jurassic Express. After like basically dick teasing us for like three years about giving them the tag titles, they get the tag titles. You don't do shit with them. <coughs> Typical like, age. Can't even wrestle good, but I mean, I feel like I'm so sick of that being a thing with so many big men wrestlers. Like Jesus Christ, learn how to run some fucking ropes or something. Like mm. it's so annoying, and this is with every company, and I mean almost everywhere it's like they have all these big guys on here just so they can do these fucking gimmick shit well you know they just i just think they don't i can't look at jungle boy because he looks so much i mean he is a spitting image of his dad he really is like that but he can actually wrestle though yes Um, (laughs) like some people Mm. we might be getting to some of those people here in a little bit uh, AEW oh. World Trios Tag uh, Championship match. It was the Death Triangle with Pac, uh, Pinta. I'm just going to call him Pinta. I don't know what the fuck his name is anymore. Um, Pentagon and Ray Phoenix taking on a returning elite of the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega. My favorite part of this match was, okay, I, I'm not going to lie, I've I like the song that they came out to carry on my way. Carry on my way. I'm like, it pissed me off. I'm like, shit, they like this song too. But apparently like this was uh, the theme the Bucks used to use like way, way, way back in the day. Yeah. Like when they first came out. So I'm like, all right. I'm not mad at it. I'm happy that they, that they came back. They didn't. Yeah. Cause they should have, they should have got suspended in the first first place. place, But that's what I'm saying. And we don't sing the praises of the Young Bucks much on this show. So, like, <coughs> um, Kenny Omega looked absolutely fantastic. He could tell he was healed up. You could tell that he, you know, he he finally sat down and took a breather on top of everything else. And he, he looked good. And I'm glad to see him back and not as broken. Um, the funniest thing, the thing I love the most about this match they started a fuck CM Punk chant. And this thing got so loud, you could hardly hear the announcers. Well. 
if that does not tell you that Phil is not welcome back into this company, even even if they do, the fans will not know. I'm just I'm sitting here laughing. I'm like, oh, that's gotta sting. Your already fragile ego, my dude. Like, oh, his fault. <laughs> he, did I mean, it he, he literally fucking started it. Thank you, Rory. Um, he did Death, it himself. Fuck him. Shit. Death Triangle did retain their titles, uh, the trio's titles, which I think is great that they didn't give them instantly back to Kenny and the Bucks. Um, but you know what? It wasn't a bad match. So, or at least from what I've heard. Um, TBS championship match, Jade Cardigal versus Nyla Rose, which is funny because Nyla stole Jade's belt and has been calling herself the TBS champion. And yes. uh, Jade coming out dressed like fucking Chitara from Thundercats. And she looked, she looked just like her. She embodied um, it. Like, I question my sexuality enough as it is. Like, seriously, Jay? <laughs> she did that cosplay. She did she, it. I, you got to give it to her. No, she did. She usually uh, kill it either way. So I was like, yeah. okay. One Pays time she did She-Hawk, which right. was, like, awesome. So um, she did it. She did good. It, it, it's Apparently, this was kind of wonky, but. Um, I yeah, mean, it was a little clunky. Well, clunky, but. Um, but. See, and this is what gets me. So Nyla came out with Maria Shafir and Vicky Guerrero in a lowrider. Um, unfortunately, we did celebrate, I believe it's 20 years since we lost Eddie Guerrero. <coughs> yes. Yeah. And uh, so this was like the, uh, their way of paying tribute to him. But it's like, Vicky, Vicky, you ain't married to him no more. Like, Go go with your all lives matter self back to your white man husband. So like, oh, that's my that's my that's I I got issues with that lady. Like, I don't like her either. But I ain't I ain't gonna even go. She can have it. Whatever she want to do, let her do it. This is the other arguing and fighting with folks about bullshit. It's not even fucking worth it. No, I'd rather just fight her, but. Uh, but yeah, but you know, Jade, Jade retained. She's officially the TBS champion yet again. This is the match that kind of pissed me off. Uh, Fatal four away ring of honor world world championship match. We had Brian Danielson, Claudio Castanoli, pocket Cesaro, Sammy Guevara. <laughs> and I can't pronounce his last name. I'm Neither sorry. Neither can I. Like, so you're not I'm alone. Sorry. I love you, man. But like your last name, I can't pronounce that shit. I can't <laughs> pronounce it either. I don't I, even I pronounce it. I just call him Claudio. I call him, yeah. I went back a couple episodes ago, like when he first showed up. And I'm like, Claude, Claudia, Cesaro. <laughs> <It's just so> <laughs> <bad>. <laughs> and I feel bad because I don't want to call him just his WWE name, but like. We all know it's Cesaro, so we're just going to either call him Claudio or Cesaro. Um, Claudio, Sammy Guevara, and Chris Jericho. Now, there were some really good spots in this match. People were losing their shit online from what I saw of it. And I still don't understand. Okay, just a sidebar. What the fuck are they doing with Ring of Honor? Is that becoming its own independent thing soon? Or is it I like... Guess. Yeah. Uh, yeah. From what is. I heard, they're supposed to have a separate show for Ring of Honor. It's supposed to happen sometime next year. 
but um, I'm not 100% on that. And I'm just wondering, maybe because I thought one of y'all could tell me, why the hell does Chris Jericho have the Ring of Honor title? I guess to give it some more prestige. I mean, he has the title until someone for Ring of Honor is able to hold it and not be fucking boring. Yeah, um, I mean, it's, it's, it's done literally that's he's literally heartless. just he's just transitional. He's just a transitional chair because there's nobody there that has <clears> star <throat> power yet uh, yeah. to hold the title. Star Once they get is, shit together over there, yeah, and they get who they want to be, like the head of their division and all that fun stuff, he ain't going to have that time. He's going to drop it almost immediately. Well, I mean, yeah. you had, you had, um, I mean, the one thing people were, because like, I was trying to figure this out, because people were bringing up that Brian was in Ring of Honor. He was like one of the guys who made people watch Ring of Honor. Um, Claudio is a former Ring of Honor champion. He was in Ring of Honor for like a, for a while too, before he signed with WWE. And it's just like, most of the most of the good stuff was between Sammy Guevara, Brian, and Claudio, and Jericho. I'm sure it was. I mean, and, you're you're talking about like match quality wise, Jericho wouldn't be the guy, right? No, but all the guys you mentioned are like popping because of their wrestling, not because of their characters. So, in my mind, the only reason why I would give Jericho the title would be so the title can be coveted. It's the very same reason why Seth Rollins now has the United States Championship over Bobby Lashley. You're just going to want it more. You're going to go after it more. You're not going to go after it if Bobby has it because Bobby doesn't pose any threat. He just he just doesn't have what Seth Rollins has. And whether we like to admit it or not, they don't have what Jericho has. It's just, that's just that simple. Sammy Guevara is only popular because of Jericho, if we're going to be real, okay? Yeah, and, then you got, and then you got Cesaro and you've got Daniel Bryan. While yes, technically, they're some of the best wrestlers in the world, but you don't define them by their characters. You define them by the wrestling. And after a while, the wrestling becomes second and you want to see something different. With Jericho, you could kind of get both. If he's in a good mood and he's feeling okay, he can put on a halfway decent match. Even in his older age, he can do that. But he also has the ability to make you pay attention. I'm sorry, but for me, Daniel Bryan has never been able to do that. Um, Claudio, never been able to do that. That's part of the reason why he was never champion in WWE. So... It's unfortunate, but that is the reason why he has that championship. So devil's advocate here or sidebar or whatever you want to call it. Um, we all know Samoa Joe could easily be Ring of Honor world champ. Well, now he's the Ring of Honor TV champion. And what is that? The TNT champion? Yeah, I was about to get to that. But like, is that what it's going to have to come down to? Because I don't mind if... If Joe's on his way out and this is just kind of like him doing his last run, which I've heard a couple of rumors that it is. And you know what? Strangely, I am okay with that because that man has done a lot. Why not? I mean, would y'all really pay to see Samoa Joe versus Chris Jericho? And that ain't no shade to Joe, like at all. 
but like well you're a fan of Samoa Joe so you have to ask yourself that question I like Joe I don't have an issue with him would I, I mean, watch a match between him and Jericho no because I don't give a shit about Jericho because we all know because like honestly unless you know Jericho cheats or something like that Joe Joe's gonna kill you like that's what it comes down to and it's yeah. like it's, it's just gonna be like because if I laugh because Jericho's like I'll never be in a squash match I'm like dude you really think you're gonna fucking beat Samoa Joe with an elbow like come on all you do is piss him off even more you don't want that but I say that I just I say that as a Joe fan too it's just like I would not want to watch that because Joe don't deserve that <laughs> Maybe that's part of the reason why he's not one of the guys. Mm, well, we'll we'll have to see because they need to do something with Ring of Honor. Because I mean, they could put Wardlow up as the Ring of Honor champion. That would be fine. But we did see some uh, discontent or dissent or something between uh, Jericho and Guevara. Guevara, okay. Sammy, Sammy, what the fuck were you wearing? I need As opposed to... to any other day. No, <laughs> he it. comes out with like this weird ass cape, and then <laughs> I said this to Rico. He got oh, so wow. mad. It was like he wore this cape, and then he went to like Michael's or some craft store before the show because he said he thinks it just needed a little bit more, and he got an S and a G and like really thin gold chains, and. He put it to where the initials were literally covering covering his tits, <laughs> and he actually walked out on fucking TV dressed like this. Like I will find it and send it to you. Like this is horrible. Well, okay. <laughs> it's so bad. I look up Sammy Guevara. It doesn't even say wrestler. It just says YouTuber. It does not. Yeah, it says YouTuber. Google it. It does not. Let me see if I can find it. Holy shit, it does. Told you. That's fucked up. Hold on, I'll try to find a picture of it and send it to you, but we'll keep going here. Is he um, more popular on YouTube? Like, I guess. What? I don't know. I don't That's know. That's fucking gnarly. That's <laughs> That's sad is what it is, honestly. <laughs> okay, here, I'm sending it to you right now, Tiff. You gotta, you got, it's like, uh, it's like, you know, when you go to uh, Spirit Halloween, when all their yeah. shit's like 75% off the day after Halloween? Oh, that's fine. He has only 206,000 subscribers, so. Mm. He's not that fucking popular. You got to see this. I just sent it in the group chat. You got to fucking see this. Are you fucking kidding me? I wish this was Photoshopped, ma'am. It is not. What is that? <laughs> what is... Okay. Well, apparently, I guess Sammy was at some kind of boxing thing and he like was cringier than like Logan Paul's brother. Whatever his name is. This is fucking ridiculous. Okay. Sorry. It wouldn't be so bad if the straps or whatever it, the fuck this is in the looks, front didn't come down. 
he has his initials on his tits, dude. Like, what the fuck? All right, let's let's let's, okay. let's we'll keep going. Sorry. All right. Hell no. Uh, so this was. I'm pretty sure Nicole's got something to say about this match. Na- match after that. Now imagine you had this awesome match. All these guys were putting in all the work, right? Next match after that, returning Sai. Uh, si- si- how do you say Paige's real fucking name? Soraya. Soraya versus Britt Baker. When I tell you people were tearing this shit apart. Why? I mean, it was, it was in her defense. Like, it was her first match back in years. It wasn't even her. Like, I can, I was giving her a little bit because I'm just like, okay, you know, ring rust is a thing. Britt was horrible too. Well, she's always been horrible, but hmm. no, but this was like the mess so that my like, thing was. Her. Uh, one thing is, this is very devil's advocate. She's going to be very rusty. I mean, Soraya. So I wasn't very, I was not concerned about her instantly banging out a classic match. I was not expecting that. I knew that was not going to be plausible for her for me in the audience so I didn't care all I cared about was her being safe I was like if she can wrestle to a point where I'm not terrified watching her like I am with some people I'm like mission accomplished but on the other hand again this has nothing to do with Soraya but Britt did awful I don't know she was mad because she had to like take an L or she was terrible. Soraya was allowed to not be that good. Britt was not allowed to not be good. Well I saw what my point is. I saw people online just kind of like why is Britt acting like she's the one with ring rust? Yeah. And then like people were like what you were saying like when she gets to the point where she's comfortable wrestling and we don't have to worry about her neck. I still can't watch Brian Danielson wrestle because I'm thinking something is going to happen to him. Like, I'm going to see this man get paralyzed in the fucking ring. I love him, but I can't watch him sometimes because I'm like, dude. But it's like, she was like really hitting like Soraya's neck and shit. And I'm just like, man, please don't let any fucked up shit happen to her. Like, but they're just saying, like, why is Britt being, like, so late on stuff? And why is she acting like she's the one with the ring rust and, like, all this other crap? And I was like, damn. Maybe it's, you know what I noticed, though, on matches that she does have to take the L, the L on? She doesn't do shit. Like, she, like, does the bare minimum. Yeah. Now that I, now that I think about it, you might have something connected there. But um, Thunder Rosa is difficult. Right, it's Thunder Rosa Apparently. that is that wrestles. Thunder Rosa's what made you you, bitch. Another woman of um, color that you built your career off of, but no one wants to say that. I feel um, like but I yeah, it was my... like it was like the match itself. That's what I said. I was like, I was just happy that Paige is or Soraya. I don't call it Paige, not Paige anymore. Um, Soraya was like wrestling, wrestling, hopefully wrestling until she can like be comfortable with it, which I was very happy about. Everything else was just like, you know, a bonus. But again, like I said, Britt had no excuse to look and wrestle as bad as she did. 
This is true. But I'm going to go back and watch the Baker matches where she loses just to see if the theory is correct, but I want to There's say it correlation. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, that was the first match I watched because I, that's when I finally like slow down at work so I can like have it playing on in the background on my phone as I schedule, which was like perfect. No, it was that what match was whatever match was before them. I saw like the last like two minutes. And then yep. this is when I started to watch the rest of the pay-per-view. Ring of Honor four-way match. Mm-hmm. I saw like the last legitimately 60 seconds of that. Um, Soraya won. Congratulations, Soraya. Be careful. Welcome back. Moving on. So next match, just a bunch of big old meaty men slapping meat. We have the Ring of Honor World TV Champion Samoa Joe versus the TNT Champion Wardlow versus Powerhouse Hobbs. Uh, as Tiff said earlier, Joe won. He is now the Ring of Honor World TV Champion and the TNT Champion. Uh, people were really thinking me and Nicole were going to fight him. <laughs> Why? Because I knew he was going to win as soon as Warlo, he turned it's on Warlo him. Versus I was Joe, like, so I wasn't I was even like, watching AEW regularly, and I happened to turn it on. I don't know why I turned it on, but somebody told me to turn it on, and I did. And oh, it was because Soraya was getting a promo off on Britt Baker, which was pretty decent. And I just let it finish playing out, and I saw him, and I'm like, he's going to hit him with that belt and Jerry was like no no I don't think so I'm like yes the fuck he is that's the same way Joe looked when he attacked Brock Lesnar in WWE I love that moment it still lives rent free in my head and I love it like he's gonna hit him and he was like nah it's cool so I changed the channel and then next thing I know Alexis was in the group chat like Joe just attacked Wardlow I was like I fucking told you he was gonna do that shit I saw it I was like yeah I was like, yep, yeah, that's Like, Tip was like, what happened? I'm like, he, Wardlow turned his back on him and Joe hit him with the title. And he's like, she's like, damn it, I called that shit. I didn't even, I was mad because I missed it because I knew he was going to do it. And it was because I figured it out when he started coming out. And I was like, why is Joe weirdly walking behind him like this? And as soon as they got in the ring, he didn't, like, if you're going to be, like, you know, on somebody's side, right? You're not going to literally stand behind them. You're going to be on their side. You're going to literally be by their side. He was directly behind Wardlow the whole time. I was like, there's no way he's not going to attack him. There's no way. He's going to do it. And you know what? They still protected Wardlow in this match. He doesn't have the title, but he didn't tap or get pinned. Uh, Powerhouse or Hobbs got choked out by Joe. Oh, sounds about right. So Warlow didn't get pinned and he didn't tap. So, I mean, unfortunately, you know, Hobbs had to get sacrificed, but Warlow never tapped. So we're probably going to see. I mean, if you want to put personal differences aside, it's unfortunate, but if not, no, it's not. Okay. We can do that. (laughs) Yep. So to be fair, you know, it's it's close to the holidays. This is like our gift to you. That's it. But I think they're gonna run uh, Warlow. They're gonna run Warlow versus Joe back again. So I'm and I am okay with that. So let them fucking do it. Uh, next match, no DQ. I even forgot this thing. This match even happened. It was a no D, no DQ, no 
count out. Well, isn't that the same thing as no DQ? Uh, no. Okay, so you can to, still you can, you can still have a no count out, out still DQ. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you can do still do it. Oh, that's right. If you have to get back in the ring before ten, that's yeah. right. Okay. Mm -hmm. Thank, yeah. Thank Alexis. Especially so then, if it's a last man stand. Right. Uh, right. has one of has uh, some of our favorite people in this match. So no DQ, no count out. Sting and Darby Allen versus Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal. This match could have been on Dynamite. It did not have to be. When I tell you game. that match could have been at a fucking house show. This could Do have they have house shows? No. I don't care. They should they could have they should have made a <laughs> just for that just for that fucking raggedy match. They could have put Eddie Kingston's match on this and put this on the fucking pre-show. Actually, they could have put like this, this on in the garage. They could have put this elevation on rampage, a parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> this match could have happened in the parking lot. I oh. didn't even because here's the thing. So, like, I didn't watch it because I'm broke as much as everybody else is. And I don't have extra money to throw around on a pay-per-view because my AEW buddy's working out on weekends. Ooh, I did not always... do that. You, I did not do that. You should text me. Because oh. well, I um, did not pay for that pay-per-view. You um, got me. Oh. Well, I don't want to watch it because I had shit to do that night anyway. So like, um, but my, you know, my guy friend who used to come over and watch it, he's got to work. So it's like, all right, whatever. I ain't paying for it. And I'm telling you, nobody on like fucking Twitter, from what I saw, no one said a damn thing about this match. You gotta be kidding. I did not see anybody. No, this is just me, okay? I did not see like anybody talking damn. about this. Now it may have happened. Some people may have done it, but like my thing was, people were still talking about the Ring of Honor match, Soraya, Joe, and Wardlow. I didn't see any. Again, this again, just me. I did not see anybody talking about this. I don't understand why. And I just want to say, I fucking called it when I said he was going to be on fucking TV in a match. I fucking called it. You did. The first thing she said when he found that she found out he was coming there, she was like, oh, he's going to be on TV in a week. And he was. She was right. I'm like, he's going to go up against John Moxley for the title. <laughs> I mean, him and Jeff Jarrett are together, which I was like, okay, what the fuck ever. I mean, um, him and uh, what's his name? Jay Lethal—they're together, oh and I'm just like, "What is y'all gonna bring back um, Ric Flair too and put this on TV?" Well, so we God, can see that don't, too. don't don't give them any ideas, man. Thank you. I as well okay. at this point. Well, Andrade's leaving, so probably mm. not. Good for him. You know, Rick's and Rick's um, buddy is head of creative. He ain't he going back to WWE if anything. Oh, Let's I made a, a buck. I made a Ric Flair fan mad because you remember how I because said that, him like, and because all the people who got took out the intro is back in it again. Mm-hmm. Because Sasha and Naomi are back in it. Rick is and Rick is back in it. So is that right. woo? Which so, I mean, it and sure. you know what? It did sound stupid without it though. But Sasha and Naomi's been back on it for a hot second now, and then. Look, love Sasha and Naomi, but them bitches have not shown up to work. So until they do, I don't give a shit. 
Sorry. At this point, they come back when they come back. I'm just not. Yeah. Well, I, I'm not waiting around for it. I don't care. And I mean that in the best possible sense. No, like, you're I just don't care. Like, Understandable. You can do what you want to do. I'm just not finna. And I never really was. I was like, I'm glad that they stood up for themselves. They damn sure should have. They had every right to. Well, I but gotta, I am not about to pine away for you because you are no longer there. And that's not directed to be shady towards either woman. It's just it's at some point, like if you're not, if you're nobody's gonna pull the trigger and y'all still doing stuff, fine. But it be the fans that be doing all this extra rah-rah bullshit. Mm. And I just be like, girl, let hang it up. They looking at the Survivor series infographic and they like oh it's got blue hair i'm like yeah because fucking me again has blue hair she's standing mm-hmm. right there please they probably like, used, they probably copied and pasted it probably they like, got time no uh, they, got they moved time. her head over and they blacked it out and put a hoodie over it like i'm, like, I'm being dead ass serious that's what i would do if i was i did graphic design for a little bit almost went to school for it that's exactly what i would do no, you know what? I got a Ric Flair fan who got pissed at me because a video I put on TikTok. So like this girl was like making this big deal that uh, Ava showed up and on NXT instead of being on the main roster. And, you know, I made, uh, I made this video and I was just like, yeah, because maybe they want to, they invested time and money into her and they want to make sure that when she goes up to the main roster, we all know she's going to be a beast, but you know, who, they, who are we talking about? Uh, Ava. Uh, how do you say your name? Fuck. Rockstar. Eva Rain. Eva, Eva Rain. Simone. Simone. Oh, oh, child, I forgot all about her. I'm not on first name basis with her, but Sorry. like, I just, no, because I was just like, you know, they need to make sure because they've invested a lot of time and money into her and they want to make sure when she does get up there that she's going to be the one, she's going to go fucking rough shot on all of them. Like, and that's not a bad thing because, like, I think Ava Rain going to NXT was the smart move, in my opinion. And then, and then what pissed them off was like, was like, they could have easily done what they did with Charlotte and just made her Rock's daughter. And that's like the only character that she has, like, that's the Rock's daughter. They could have done exactly what they did to Charlotte to her. But instead they're like, you know what? No, let's try something different. Let's try something new. And a lot of people think it's great. And it's like, let's be, and then I said, I forgot what I was saying, but then I was like, Everyone's like, oh, Charlotte's still riding her dad's coattails. Well, in 2022, we all know that it's Flair riding his daughter's coattails at this point just to stay relevant. I, so, and I would venture out to say that Charlotte has surpassed her father. Um, really? She is a greater athlete than her father was. I don't mm-hmm. understand why people are so um, hateful to and, and also the fans who say that, those damn, um, especially the male fans who like try mm-hmm. to shit on her to like put her down, be like, no, she's not as good. Rick Flair, despite all his very, very many misgivings, literally will say and has yep. said many a times, she is a better wrestler than me. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. He, he has, has said it countless, countless of times. She is a Every better time he's But you know what? If it and this is no offense to Charlotte or well to any of his kids, but if it was fucking David or if it was Reed or if it was any other male from the Flair family, whether it be a nephew, a cousin, whatever, they wouldn't be saying shit about it. But they only no. say shit about it because it's his daughter. 
that, that's what I really let's don't be like. a hundred fucking percent real. And then they're like, let's just do something different with Simone, which a lot of people are like, okay, this is cool. This separates her from her dad. It's something completely different. Let's see what she can do with this character. From I what like I've it. seen, she's done amazing with it. And she's it's like horrifying. <laughs> like we know, look, we know this girl can talk. We she know is horrifying. It's not even her talking today. It's her. She has the looks she already. Sinister. She is she sinister. understands. She she's great at communicating with her eyes she already. Really is. Like she, she understands really the is. assignment already. No, because and I saw today. that. I said, you know what? That little pebble's gonna be all right. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> because they because you know schism, they they project or they tell the story of we're all about family and all about love, but that ain't what we saw today. Ava went out there and got a, got one of them NXT PC people and brought them in the ring and they was talking and then they got up and hugged and that bitch started scratching at his back and looking in the camera. I said, what the fuck kind of witchcraft is this? I, <laughs> nope. I don't want no pots. I want no pots. I was like, you can stop looking at the hard cam because Joe Gacy is over there. That, I was like, that lady crazy. No, I don't have nothing. It's just, like but, it. you know, there, it's something new it's something great and she's doing great with it and it's just like I really wish they did something like that for Charlotte when she showed up instead of just putting her with her dad but I know back then that was like not even back then that was only like what like 10 something years ago well like, in Charlotte's defense that? she herself said that she wasn't really sure of what she wanted to be that she was really just trying to prove that she was good enough to hang with the other girls so uh-huh. she was unclear of her own direction. Charlotte didn't come into her own until she got to the main roster. That's when she really realized that she was at the top. She was like, I am one of the best. I don't have to prove anything because I've already did it. I've already done it. So that's when you start to see that, that, that transition into the queen Charlotte Flair. She wasn't sure. So for her... I don't think they purposely put her father with her. Her father was latching on to her. Because oh, yeah. she was she was on the cusp and she was fast-tracked through. No shit. Charlotte still had to prove she can hang. Okay? But Ric Flair, he was just trying to keep himself in the limelight. So this type of trajectory that she had would have happened whether he was by her side or not it was because of her own tenacity and that's what i think a lot of people don't give charlotte um credit for charlotte did take her legacy from her father and she built off of that but it's a branch of her own and when you look at from like where her career started with the divas championship moving into the raw women's championship and then her feuds leading up until now she's 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 that girl. She's been that girl and she's been consistent with how she presents herself every single time. Does she reinvent it? Yeah, this version of Charlotte now is a bit meaner. She is unapologetic. She's very, very arrogant. Despite win, lose, or draw, she's always going to come across as the opportunity. That's how she reset herself. I'm the opportunity. She went from the queen to the opportunity. She changed how she looked. She started dressing different, kind of similar to Becky, only Becky revamped hers into big time specs. But they mirror mm-hmm. each other. 
They're all, both, they're always going to be opposite sides of the coin. And then they for are. Them, this is like a good, this is a great character study. It and is. for them at the time, which is funny because, you know, obviously their, some their um, careers got some, like got almost instinct. They are mm-hmm. both at the point of their careers or their characters where it just would be very unbecoming and it would just make us all look and feel stupid if they didn't acknowledge how good they are. Right. right. It would have made no sense at that point as to like storytelling wise. So for them, it was a way to like, look, acknowledge how far they've come with or without um the other like the other one their partners like who like family whatnot it was just the point it's like I got here on my own you will respect me because of that right you don't gotta like me you respect me because Mm of that I mean I mean if you think about it you're kind of seeing this now with um fucking Dominic and I know we've talked about this a lot but it's just like Dominic is horrible like not even trying to sound mean he is just fucking god awful and it's like I think that's kind of I've I've started to realize that that's kind of the point um you think that's the gimmick yes I I do there's no other way to explain it like before before he had glimpses of something there was something there and you're like okay he just needs time, right? And as time progressed, he just stalled out. He plateaued. Then he gets with Judgment Day and you're like, there's this regression. And it doesn't make sense to us watching him. The only logical thing I can really make it make sense in my mind is the character is being presented that way because it's done on purpose. It is done by design. Because there's just no fucking way. There's just no fucking way that he can be that. There's just no way. But like, there's just no way. What I was basically getting to is like the backlash that we are seeing of Dominic, whether this is a gimmick or not, the backlash that we are seeing against Dominic, if Simone went up to the main roster without going to NXT, let's just all admit it would be like 20,000 times worse for her. Uh, uh, she would have very heavy high expectations that I believe if given the opportunity she would live up to but she she would have the same she would have it wouldn't be the same way that they're doing Dominic Dominic's getting treated that way because of how his character is presented Dominic can flip right now and probably you know go and apologize to his father character wise and everything is right is right right and then all mm-hmm. of a sudden he can cut promos like he's supposed to and he can talk and blah blah, blah. And he wasn't that good on the microphone to begin with let's just be real but if he does that they're not going to say anything about Dom because he's a man if mm-hmm. Ava comes up and does what Dominic did she is going to get crucified they would and she'll never be up. able to recover from it and that's and that's really not fair. And I mean, I really that's why I, really I was know. okay with her. Uh, not to cut you off, Alexis, but no, that's okay. why I was okay with her being in NXT and in this type of character because she is not going for the easy route. The easy route is to ride the bloodline's coattails. Okay, 
And if we're going to go nepotism, Ava could have easily been the female member of the faction and then been immediately pushed in in SmackDown, have her go through a bunch of indie local talent, have her wrestle, she makes her name and she's there, the bloodline's there to protect her. That could have been the easiest way for her to go. The cousin boom, she's not now women's champion. Right. right. She'd be right on fast track right into it. It'd be the simplest way to introduce her to the main roster. She could have bypassed NXT completely. But I don't think that that's what that girl wanted to do. Which is smart because... She, and that's I mean, what Rock told her not to do. And, and I don't blame him. She's got the family that she will listen to them and they'll be like, hey, listen, this is probably what you need to do. This would be best. And you know she's listening to them. Like... I'm, this is a whole other conversation for another day, but like it, it, like it, what's the best way to explain it? You guys want people to come up, and then it's like the shocked Pikachu face when you realize they're not ready to be on the main roster. They're not ready to even be like around a wrestling ring, and then you're shocked because they suck. But like between the three of us, we have seen second, third now we're going in the fourth generation wrestlers we have seen them come and go Mm -hmm. because guess what they suck or they're actually already or in some cases like with curtis axel i think he's a good wrestler wwe just didn't know what to do with them because they were trying to make him too much like his dad but then i don't know what the fuck they were doing because i like that whole thing with him and bo dallas bo dallas was another one He's a great wrestler. He's Bray Wyatt's fucking Ted brother. Ted um, DiBiase Jr. Ted DiBiase Jr. was terrible. He was just, he sucked. And then there's like two members. Um, Paige's brother. Paige, Oof. oh, he sucked. I didn't know um, nothing about his brother until that movie came out. You guys, <laughs> you guys remember Manu? Because he's terrible. Her, her parent, her, well, her mom's a piece of shit, but damn, her mom was like, okay, it's funny because none of them were really that good, except for Paige. But see, they hype her mom up like she's some kind of wrestling god over. Mom like, wasn't even that good herself. You would hype her up too if she made you wrestle for your title and you had to beat your own mother. Didn't she wrestle when she was pregnant though? Wasn't that the yeah. story? Like yeah. she, she was. She, she didn't she know was she was. Okay, because I heard she did know. Either way, what's up? And think about like, and I hate, I hate to say this, but think of all the people from the Samoan dynasty that came in here. You guys remember Manu from fucking Legacy? Damn. Oh yeah. Here today, gone today. Wait, Manu was in Legacy? Yeah, he was with Didiasi and Cody. I don't even fucking remember. He was in it for such a short ass time because like. You like I was watching a video. I think it was like what culture? Like what culture is kind of changing up a little bit. Like I'm still iffy on them, but the videos are kind of getting better again. They're telling um, wrestling um history stories of factions again. Well, yeah, they got, like they don't like, know. They're having like a gimmick change. Yeah, oh, cool. They have like mini docs out now. It's actually, I mean, we know what it is, but I mean, they have like several mini docs out that's still cool to put on and watch when you got nothing else better to do. 
um like, i don't but, like, remember they were Manu being a part of the legacy i don't remember that he was there for such and the only reason i remember this is because he was there for such a short ass period of period of time mm-hmm. uh he had such a shit attitude and again this is when we tell you locker room etiquette goes a very long way uh he apparently basically was expecting people to bend over and kiss his ass because like who was he related to like uh, I don't remember. One of the twins? Yeah, I think it was like, hold on just a second. Uh, I can flip this up. God, what if Google doesn't use? He's part of the uh, Anawani family. And he, off a, uh, he's off a, off a son. Oh. Okay. So he's from Roman's family, and apparently he just came in with like a shit ass attitude and expecting everyone to kiss his ass and all that. And they were like, "Yeah, we're done with him. He needs to go." Oh, who was the other guy? He was in that tag team, Deuce and Domino. He was like Jimmy Snuka's kid. Yeah, I didn't know he had a son. Yeah, I think his was adopted. Hold on, but. But we anyway, he's not worth looking up. But anyway, it's like no, we've seen these generation wrestlers that like just between the three of us and how long we've been watching wrestling, we've been seeing these second, third, fourth generation wrestlers come and they go so fast that you forget that they're even a thing until they show up on the indie scene a couple years later and you're like, you're still alive. Not alive. (laughs) I mean, that sounds shitty, but at the same, like, but on the other hand, you have the second, third, fourth generation wrestlers. Look at Jacob Fatu. He's fucking doing his own thing in MLW, and he's like got this almost the same amount of star power as his like everybody else in his family. People know who Jacob Fatu is. This is true. So as they should. It's fucking crazy, man. Did you see the video of like the fan trying to attack him? Mm-mm. What? There, I was a clip I saw on TikTok, and we'll get back to like everything else. But um, there was this clip on TikTok where this dude was at it. I think it was an MLW event or it was like an indie promotion or something like that. I think I saw it. Yeah, and he like runs because there was like a I don't know how security. But there was like a way he could get around the gate and go right toward the ring and mm. um he made a beeline and you can't tell who he's going for and then he jumps on him and he goes and then you know he gets knocked down or whatever and i'm thinking oh shit and then like the camera shows that it's jacob fatu i'm like out of all people you decide to run up on jacob fatu mm. And he's beating his ass. He like throws a chair at him and shit. I'm like, why, uh-huh. would, why would you want this man out of anybody? Fucking Umaga's reincarnation. Why the fuck would you want him mad at you? Out of anybody. So, mm-hmm. But you know what? You want to run up on the fun. If you want to run up on Jacob, that's fine. Because I'm going to just sit and watch while he beats your ass to, down to the ground where you belong. <laughs> But I get see this conversation is more interesting than Sting and Darby Allen versus Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal. Nobody gives a shit about that. Why? Why was this even a thing? What was the build up to this? I mean, he. Had... If someone could explain to me if what there the was, this... what the fuck this build up was, mm-hmm. or reason why they even had a match to begin with, please let us know. 
Okay, moving on, because that conversation was way better than that match. Um, <laughs> AEW interim women's world champion. We had uh, champion Tony Storm defend against Jamie Hayter. Jamie Hayter defeated Tony Storm, so now she is the interim women's champ. Hey, good for her. I love Jamie Hayter. This is a Jamie Hayter stand. I love her. I've never I've seen that woman before, so I have no idea. I'm just, she sounds I'm a good just, wrestler. I'm just Terry and I confused. briefly met her when we went to AEW. She's like, hmm. seems super sweet. She literally, because I don't think she didn't have any segments, she literally was like in the alley and like literally she was like maybe her and Matt Seidel and I think one other person, but she literally watched everyone's matches, was huh. cheering for everybody. Oh, okay. So she's me, a good one. Like me to that, I'm like, okay, so you're like, you're like a solid. And then I was like, oh, not this whole can wrestle. So... I will cheer for Jamie Hayter because they seem like they're stand-up human being and a good wrestler. But I was very happy. I was very happy that Tony lost because she was not doing it as women's champ, like everybody was saying that she was doing. So question with the rumors that we've been hearing about Thunder Rosa possibly not having her contract renewed by AEW, are they gonna drop the interim thing or what do you guys think of that? Because again, it's just a rumor, but still, weird shit has happened. I would drop it immediately. And they would reunify it or whatever. Bullshit. I just I just don't like this interim champion shit because like they're the only other company they're the only company that does that, right? Yeah, I mean I, I yeah. I'm okay with it when people get injured, they have a, a they get a fair chance to keep their title or to drop it, which I'm like, okay, cool. You're not going to just be like, okay, yeah, they have to vacate the title. Um, I'm fine with the interim championship thing. Uh, but if you were going to not renew her contract, then maybe you shouldn't have had an interim champion to begin with. Um, it seems like y'all don't know what y'all going to do when y'all get ready to do it, and then you just make an impulsive decision, and it's just weird to me. They could have just let Tony be the damn champion if that was what they were going to do. Well, we don't know what they're doing, but congratulations to Jamie Hayter. Um, AEW, mm. we got two more. We got two more fucking matches, guys. AEW World Tag Team titles are on the line. We got the Acclaimed, who are the champions, versus Swerve in Our Glory, which is oh. Keith Lee and Swerve Strickland. Oh uh, so Swerve in Our Glory has broken up. I Finally. guess yeah um strickland finally losing his he lost his patience with lee because he wanted to cheat lee was like no because keith lee is basically the dad at the soccer game who wants everyone to play fair uh, <laughs> so strickland got <laughs> like come on he gives off that energy he gives off like well, dad energy, and I don't even mean that in like a sexual way. He just gives off dad energy. Well, Mia like it, and if she like it, I love it, y'all. Go for Mia. So, um, he slapped Lee. Keith Lee just left him on his own. Strickland fell. Now, let, wait, let's let's pause because mm-hmm. <laughs> a grown man slapped you in your face, fam. Mm-hmm. 
and you just walked away? I mean, we all know Keith Lee could probably beat the shit out of Swerve. Let's just be but honest. But like, even like kayfabe, kayfabe, that does not make Keith Lee look good. Do, like, do you get what I'm saying? I like, get what you're saying. Like, he it's doesn't almost... have to turn into a fucking monster, but he should not have just let him slap him in his face like that. Uh, I mean, I get what you're saying. Like, if someone slaps you, you're, like, gonna at least, like, slap them back. Right. Like, with the force that they owe you money with interest kind of thing. Facts. Because there's no fucking way I would let fucking Swerve slap me in my face for free. I've seen... And I don't get no receipt. stab somebody. Like, no, pre-COVID, like, I saw... I forgot what show I was watching, but a wrestler got slapped. So he looks at the guy who slapped him, he spit in his hand, and then he slapped the guy with the spit, too. Oh, hell like, oh. no. Oh. I mean, Keith could have pushed him or something and then walked away. He could have knocked him out. I mean, I don't know, because I think... I mean, funny. I don't think you're supposed to be a teddy bear for real. I think they're supposed to just look at you like a teddy bear. Oh, he has he's soft as a teddy bear. No, you're not supposed to really embody that. Bears aren't <laughs> soft. Bears are evil and vicious. Oh damn. And they will literally break into your cars to steal chips. <laughs> I'm not even joking. No, there was a clip from like some lady up in Gatlinburg. People were freaked. They're like up in the cabins and people were freaking out because there was a black bear like scrolling through the cars. And if you look at the video, the bear is like trying to like the bears have figured out how to open up car doors. I'm not surprised. And no. they found someone's car who was unlocked and they took all the snacks they left in the car and ran off into the woods. And the wife's like, go get my food. And the husband's like, no, fuck that. You're so many people rest- camping and leaving food around. The bears know what the food tastes like. They so they're going after it. They fall. It was, hey, it was salt and vinegar chips. So those bears actually got some good taste. So just- <laughs> I'm just going to leave it out there, at least according to my husband. But the acclaim live on to scissor another day, and that is because I love that. Sorry. Come on. Look, I I have to. Then it comes down to the match we've all been waiting for. This one had the heartbreak to it. It was the AEW World Championship. It was John Moxley defending against MJF. Moxley was beating MJF's ass. Regal's down its side, so we're thinking it's like he's supporting Mox. Mox is on the ground. MJF is on the ground. Regal passes MJF his brass knucks. Yes, he does. MJF punches the shit out of Mox, pins him, Mm -hmm. and becomes the new and fucking finally AEW world champion. The heartbreak. Did did JR do the call? Not this way. Not this way. (laughs) I was screaming. I'm like, no, Regal. People are are already saying, like, it was cheap because Regal had to help him. Mox was, like, whooping his ass. And I'm just like, I'm like, no, because everyone always jokes about the fucking big show always turning heel. You always forget that fucking Regal can turn heel like that. Like, he don't. Oh, that made me so mad. And then it's like, at the end, all the rest of the uh, Blackpool Combat Club are out. And Mox is like, what happened? They're like, 
Regal passed MJF the the brass knuckles and knocks us in. And they're like, I'm gonna kill this old fucker. <laughs> but it was just like, oh god, like the whole pay per view, no emotions except for that last five minutes. <laughs> but overall, that but that's gonna be great because no one knows now what's gonna happen with the club. What's who's Regal's side on? Is he fucking with MJF at this point? Like it's it's got great time, but honestly, congratulations to Max for finally becoming AEW World Champion. So Mazel Tov to that. Um, I was I was just so happy to see that. Mm-hmm. Like that just made me so happy. It made me so happy because someone who helped, who was at this thing, betted on AEW, betted on himself on AEW from like right at the beginning and I was like it was mm-hmm. just so nice to see him get that like true homegrown talent is the yes I was him. like oh my god I was like I absolutely because yes you know we we're happy with him man you know happy with Mox all of the 13 times that he's won it same with Jericho yeah. whatever Not 13 no but, but for real yeah he's had yeah. it three times yeah yeah too many three two yeah. two times too many yeah. Um, Jericho had it for a fucking year, so I mean, he yeah, have Jericho's also. I also still have problems with that, but besides all of that, like it was just someone who's truly like AEW, like truly. And I think I'm gonna feel the same way whenever um, Jungle Boy gets it. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna be like, oh, good, good. Like, cause it's just, I mean, they're the homegrown guys. And that's the way it should be. And uh, that's all that I was asking for was to bolster your talent that you were building. Don't always rest on the Moxleys and the elite or Jericho. Like Sammy Guevara can be considered homegrown talent too. And as much as we shit on him, he, he is a homegrown talent and he did get the title, but he had the title. And some of the, it, it was just weird times it was given to him. And I just thought that was odd, but the the uh, infinity fucking TNT champion. It just they just doing too much with him. They're not taking their time to make sure they construct a decent character and build a rapport with the audience for him. They keep piggybacking off of his social media game, and that shit does not work because it's very finicky. But with MJF, he. We just typed Sammy Guevara's name in the Google and it showed up YouTuber. It said nothing about professional wrestler. I just looked up John Moxley. It doesn't say that until you actually click on his name. I looked up Brian Danielson, American professional wrestler. John Moxley, American wrestling or American pro wrestler. William Regal, retired British wrestler. Like no one else had YouTuber. It was just him. He's the only one. You know what? Do a social experience. Type in Matt Cardona. Okay, hang on. Matt, Star, don't. American professional wrestler. American professional wrestler. Yeah, he comes up as a wrestler. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. And he's the one who I'm started just saying, the whole like you, you have, YouTube. Like you have all these opportunities, and MJF had a solid character 
from the very beginning. He did not oh need any God. structuring. He didn't need any help in building it. That character got over all on its own, very similar to Orange Cassidy. And you missed opportunity after opportunity after opportunity with both of them. And now you're able to really capitalize on what they bring to the table. So I'm not mad about it. I'm very happy for MJF. I mean, he comes across yeah. like a dick. But in reality, he, he seems to be a very nice guy. And he has I mean, some sense about him. So I mean, I'm happy um, that he's king. And I mean, also my about... thing is, I'm sorry, I just no. popped in my head really quick. The no, thing is, is what I appreciate that AEW is doing right now is that they're not waiting. Like Tiff said, like Jamie Hayter is a perfect example. Like she's starting to get hot. Okay, crowd's hot for her. put the belt on her. Hundred mm-hmm. percent right move. Um, same thing with the acclaimed. They're way too over. They needed those. They no reason for them to not have the belts. It's great well, how did. that turned out. Oh. And the thing is, like they're doing something. Well, WWE still kind of has like some to learn from that I think so in that aspect what they're trying is mm-hmm. listening to the audience mm-hmm. with something organic more true I mean when Warlow won the, the TNT title people were excited about that because it was somebody new it was somebody different and yeah. people's reactions to it were crazy like Here's, here's the thing about MJF that like people have to understand when, he, when I never saw him until he, I started watching like the pay-per-views for AEW and I don't even like characters like this, but there was something about him that I was just naturally like drawn to. And I don't know if it was just because of the career, like he's only, he was only like 24 when he got signed to AEW. Think about that. 23, yeah. 24. And he's already got that much charisma and he can walk into a room. This is what I'm looking for when there's a heel. You can walk, the heel can walk into a room. He doesn't even have to say anything. And the whole arena or wherever they're at is booing the shit out of him. That is the sign of a perfect heel. Like he's doing what he's supposed to do right. I don't even like heels, but I was just like, something about this guy. He's fucking good. Like, he says some off the wall shit, but like, he's well, a good. Lot of people was, um, I mean, with MJF, he just, he just had it and he's, he's, he seemed to always have it. I saw MJF in MLW. So I was like, I miss oh, Legacy I so much. I miss I Legacy like, so oh, much. Fuck. Like, why, why, why are you right. here? I was like, what? <laughs> like, go back to MLW, please. I, I don't want to see you three times a week. I'm not not, I was like, I don't want to watch you three times a week. I miss I, Dynasty. I, I really do. You know what I think got me with, with him was like when Dark first started and they did, they did those segments where like wrestlers were talking about like what they were like when they were growing up and everything. And like, he actually broke character and was talking about like all the times he got bullied for being Jewish and like all the anti-Semitic shit that was thrown his way. And like, he's like, I could have let that affect me, but it's like, here I am fucking living my dream. And the people who used to do that shit with me, they're still living in the same neighborhood, still doing the same shit. Nothing's changed. 
And he's like, I'm 24 years old and I've already wrestled like all over the world. So I'm fucking winning. What are you doing? I was just like, you know what? I like this cocky asshole. Like, cause that's, who can't relate to that though? Like, come on. Of course. You know, and it's just like, also, I want the names of the people who fucking bullied you because I'm going to go beat them. <laughs> like, I got so mad. But I'm happy. Like, I'm just concerned that the wrestling thing is going to do that shit that they always do. And if they're going to turn their backs on him in like three months. And that's that what I'm, fucking, that's what I'm fucking concerned about. Like, I'd be like, oh, he's not doing good, you know, blah, blah, blah. I'd be like, no, no, because y'all said the same shit about Hangman. And now you're like, oh, I miss Hangman as champion. No, the bitch, no, you don't. You just need something to hate because you just can't let us have anything nice. Like, for fuck's sake, I went to TJ Maxx and fucking bought a knockoff Burberry scarf because he had one. Jesus Christ, I'm an idiot. <laughs> But I mean, I honestly think with Sammy being champion, we're going to start seeing more people in title or not Sammy, but with NJF being in the title pitcher, we're going to start seeing more people that we wouldn't have thought. Like we could possibly have NJF versus Orange Cassidy. Cassidy probably won't win, but that would be an awesome ass match. We have proof that him and Jungle Boy can fucking throw down. I wouldn't mind seeing that again. It's like, would that mean Jungle Boy is going to win the title? No, but at least it'll be something new and different. And it's not going to be the same six people who seem to be in, like, main event status, if you get my drift. Well, time will tell. And you know what? After a couple months, build Wardlow up again, because, again, he didn't pin and he didn't tap out. Have MJF versus Wardlow again. Because he could be that guy that people will be like, oh, I'm kind of worried he could take that off of Max, you know, like. Yeah. I mean, there's so many possibilities. As long as they fucking do it right. Well, you know, they keep their champions around for a very long time. So he's going to be champion for at least six months. So we're hoping for that. You know what? Fucking Jericho can have it for a year. MJF can have it for a fucking year. Anyway, but that was Full Gear 2002. Overall, some of these matches sound pretty good. Some of them didn't. Um, I think it's funny because, like, at the scrum, the scrum that they had, they were kind of taking pot shots at Phil because, like... Uh, Did y'all think- see him? MJF was going... <laughs> he was like... He, and you know what? He did that. He, 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 like, did the thing to Cornette where he's like, thank you, fuck you, bye. And I'm like... Right, full oh, <laughs> ape shit, and I was like, "Sir, Maxwell." I said, "Okay, you want some bullshit today?" I want to. You fuck my night back. <laughs> he was going off, and then like orange cast hell. Like orange cast knows Jungle Boy was trying to like he did something i'm like man they knew exactly what the fuck they were planning on doing people are like this is scripted I'm like, oh he was eating oh yeah <laughs> loud that shit is trash like asmr he was eating. Like, loud and he was like smashing it into the like the table and stuff <laughs> wait which one of them was eating 
uh, it was Jungle Boy. Boy. Oh my lord! He came out there with that fucking hair of his, and he was just like making a huge ass mess and like chewing really loud. And I'm like, Lord have mercy! What the fuck you doing? <laughs> you can tell you're oh, up. Well, wait. There was like two major chants. There was like one that was like "fuck CM Punk," and then there was another big chant. I can't remember it though. But like fuck somebody mm-hmm. else. I can't think of it though. Uh-huh. I'll, I'll remember it later. Whatever. So now that this is over, we. You know why Rigo fucking did that? He's mad because he can't yell war games. That's why he just wanted to take it out on somebody. <laughs> Speaking of which, war games is going on this weekend on Saturday. So after you've had your fill of turkey and shopping and your in laws, why not watch gratuitous violence? Yay! So, so this year's Survivor, Seri- Survivor Series is going to be War Games, and holy shit, I just seen like the official poster for War Games. This shit looks amazing. Like it does. Maybe, yeah, have you seen it? Yeah, I've seen. Um, I've seen the official poster, and I've seen all of the infographics, and they did look, really good with War Games this year. Looks fucking rad. Eh? So we got the card for War Games. Uh, finally, I'm kind of glad they're trying something new instead of SmackDown versus Raw because that does get old, especially since Raw wins every fucking year. But um, they got two War Games matches, one with the girlies on Raw and one with the dudes on SmackDown and Raw. Uh, so here's what the card looks like for the SmackDown Women's Champion. Mm. SmackDown Women's Championship, we got Shotzi, who got her tank back, and she seems a hell of a lot happier versus ronda rousey um look yeah remember that Shayna baszler's hanging out with ronda again but she but shasi seems to have raquel rodriguez in her back i think it's going to be a good match do i think she's going to win probably not but still i think it'll be a good match what do you guys think um i think it'll be okay as long as shasi you know um kind of calms herself down a bit it focuses more on the match, I think it'll be okay. I mean, we all know she's not going to win it, but it'll True. be worth the fight. Hopefully. Hopefully. Nicole, what you got? Um, I think it'll be okay. It'll be, I don't think it'll be, like, amazing, but I think it'll be okay. Mm-hmm. All right, we got Finn Balor versus AJ Styles. These guys have been going at each other ever since Finn turned their back on turn his back on AJ and join Judgment Day, becoming its new de facto leader. Uh, AJ now has backup with uh, Gallows and Anderson. And I just got to admit, I did not know Anderson could lift his leg that damn high to kick somebody. Oh my God, that shit took me the fuck out. I don't know if it was that or the sound effects <laughs> you made to go with it. That shit was like, funny. Right. You're like, what? Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> priest down well, <laughs> not Mia, not Mia, yeah, Mi Chin. Mi Chin now. Um, is, a, is officially a member of the OC. Right. Awesome for her. She's considered, yes, yeah, so she's a full member. OC, love mm-hmm. that for her. That's such a big way for her to come back. It okay. is. She's just living her best life. She's just happy. And she deserved it because she got shafted. So big time. They needed to do something for her. So I heard rumors. Triple that H is possibly- paying off his receipts to her very early. Okay. Mm-hmm. 
and I'll bring her husband back, and then I'll be probably straight with uh-huh. her. He signed a contract with AEW. His big ass. Mm-hmm. Where he at? Enjoy. Or you gonna do like it? Or you gonna do like Andrade did? Go slap somebody. Uh, <laughs> you know, Keith Lee. If he slapped somebody, he'd probably send him into trauma because I mean, got some big hands. That's the only way you're gonna get fired and you get released out your contract. Mm. So a lot of people are thinking Edge is going to show up and cost Finn this match. I need this Judgment Day shit like wrapped up like yesterday. I'm done with them. Well, I mean, they did leave it open. Okay. And I was talking about this yesterday. They left that open-ended. So it's very possible that he could show up again because it just it don't seem right to just leave it. Uh, Beth gets the one who has to eat the chair, and he don't get no get back for that. Uh-uh. Something don't seem that's right. Not, that's not cool. So if he comes back, I'm all for it. Just once he gets a break him, in filming. Yeah, like let him let him come back. He can start the feud with the Judgment Day again. He don't have to come back at Survivor Series. He could come back on a random Monday Night Raw. To be honest. Let Judgment Day and the OC end their feud on their own. Then you let Edge come back. Whenever he gets done doing what he's doing, he can come back and do it on his own time. He should be back before Rumble anyway. So uh, yeah, let him do it on his own time. True. All right, for the first War Games match, we got Team Damage Control was consist of Bailey, Dakota Kai, EO Sky. I'm calling her EO Sky. Fuck you. Uh, Rhea Ripley and Nikki Cross, who is back to being crazy again, versus Team Bianca, which consists of Raw Champion Bianca Belair, Mia Yim, Asuka, Bliss. And as of right now, we do not know, for they have a mystery partner. That partner is supposed to be announced Friday. We will see. It's going to be Becky. You think it's going to be Becky? It better be because if it's if it's anybody else, it was not worth the time. I mean, it could be Charlotte. Hell I'm scared no it might be Charlotte. I was about to say I'm scared it might be Charlotte. No, no, you lie. They need people who know how to deal. Becky's been in cage. Well, it makes sense though. Becky's been in cage matches. Bliss has been in elimination chamber. Bianca Mia has been in war game matches Mia before. hasn't been in war game Mia has it. She, she was, was supposed to be she was mm-hmm. she got replaced she got replaced oh, she right. got she Dakota, injured it was Dakota Candice EO Rhea Bianca uh who else then she those are the girls that something? have been in it that are yeah. on the main roster right now those are the girls that have been in. Dakota was in. That was the first one on she had. That was that first women's board game. Mia was supposed to be in it, but she got shoot injured. So Dakota Kai replaced her. And then that's mm-hmm. when <coughs> she did that turn. Okay. And it took out both her and Tegan. Um, Tegan. Mm-hmm. Right. So it was okay. literally just Candace and, and Rhea Ripley. And Rhea Ripley. Yep. Yeah, most of that match was literally just them. Yes. Okay. But Dakota was in there after that. She was in a war games after yeah. that. Yeah. With Raquel. Raquel. 
Raquel, some bitches. But when um, you when you kind of look at what I was just trying to say was when you look at the way like if you look at Mia when he would wrestle like on the indies when she would do that people who have been in cage matches or these kind of matches before it's smart to do this on the main roster because I love Shotzi don't get me wrong but I don't know what the fuck she was doing at Money in the Bank like I said I think Shotzi was just nervous and it was she was just being a little overzealous and I think people just gonna have to give her a little bit of a break on that well, I mean, this- you're on the main roster. It's a big money pay-per-view. That's the first time that you're on TV in a big marquee match like that for the women. It can it can do something to your nerves. And I think that that's just what it was. So she she's not a bad wrestler because she's been she's in war games before. She knows how to perform. So that's why I was I was a little taken aback when people was giving her the blues like that. It was like, oh, she's a danger. And I'm just like, no, she's not. Like, Shotzi's not like that. That's not fair. I think y'all got to y'all gotta let people work out how they're going to do things. You're going to have some mistakes made, especially when you're on the main roster and you're having a match like that. That, that can, you can make some major blunders because you're nervous. You want to make sure you get this right. And things don't always go right. And sometimes the mind is not operating with the body. If that makes sense. Do you think that's what happened with Ra- Raquel? Yeah, in a sense. I think both of them was just really nervous and they were in a situation where they all knew that this was a big opportunity for them to perform. And while everybody else had experienced this before, they had not. So this that was a lot for them. Well, I know this match, and it's going to sound weird. I'm more excited for this match than the women's match. War the games, men's match. Men's match. We have the Brawling Brutes, Seamus, Butch, and Rich Holland, Drew McIntyre, and Kevin Owens versus the Bloodline. This is going to be the match of the fucking night. No offense to Bianca and the girlies. No offense to AJ or Finn. This is going to be the match everyone's going to be talking about at, after the pay-per-view is all said and done. Or PLE or whatever the fuck it's called at this point. This is going to be it. I'll fight y'all on it. I really will. Hell, heck so. Oh, no. That that war games match is... I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm going to say it. It's going to be better than the women's match. I think mm-hmm. the women's match is going to be good. I don't deny that. But there's no way in hell you're going to put Sheamus, Drew McIntyre, and Kevin and all of the bloodline in one match and it not be great. It's That match is going to be dope. That Kevin's is going to be pure carnage. Kevin's going to go after Sammy. And everyone has history with somebody. Of course, we all know the history that Kevin and Sammy have. We know the history that Drew and... Uh, Roman have uh, Sheamus. We he's had pro, you know the brawling brutes have been trying to get the tag titles off the bloodline for quite a while now. Sheamus has beef with Roman. Like every this is going to be absolutely insane because I think what's going to happen in the women's match is that Damage Control is going their team is going to fall apart because you have you have. Bailey, who thinks she's in charge, 
But then you have Rhea Ripley, who is, you know, question authority. She's not going to listen to Bailey. So I, they're going to fall apart. Like, that's that's not going to be fun. Will they probably do some crazy shit? Yeah. But just based on character work and history alone with all the men, this is going to be insane. Like, they need to beat the shit out of each other. We all know Drew and Seamus will fucking be bleeding on their chest, especially Seamus. But I don't know. I don't I don't know what you need to do. You need moisturize or something. But like, damn. I'm I'm excited. And Pete Dunn is back in a war games match. Like that man was meant for these kind of matches. I love that for him. Kevin's Me been too. in Kevin's been in a war games match because he was the mystery partner a couple years ago. I don't yeah. know about I don't know about Ridge or Drew, but Drew's been in cage matches. He's been in like stipulation matches. Ridge and Drew, I don't neither one of them have been in a war games match before. But, I know, time. but Drew's been in special stipulation matches. So at least that's of course. Yeah. Of course. And not, none of the bloodline have been in a war games match. So Mm-mm. it's gonna be a first time for a lot of them. I think also this is my because I know people are like, don't wish this stuff. We're already seeing the cracks in the bloodline. But I think this is where it's going to start imploding. Like the ground's yeah. going to open up and swallow them whole because something's going to, one of the Usos are going to hit Roman, probably Jay. He's going to hit Roman on accident and cost them the match. And that's when you're just going to start seeing everything falling apart. And then around, I want to say WrestleMania, Roman's going to drop that title because by then Cody will be back, hopefully. I don't Unless, think he's gonna drop yeah. Cody. So he need they need to put it on somebody. Somebody dropping something to Cody. So he <laughs> gotta drop I something. I think they, I think they should stick with Kevin. That that that's my thing. I think she, they should stick with Kevin. Seth can keep the U.S. title and he can drop it to Cody. But they they need. You're not think you're not Kevin gonna leave like but they. They got to put Lashley on Roman at one point. Ew, no. See, then who? Who else? Kevin Owens. Okay, <laughs> so Kevin can take the title. Is Kevin on SmackDown or is he on Raw? I'm confused. Kevin can be anywhere he want to be as long as he takes the title from Roman. Roman got both belts. Okay, well, then they need to separate it. Put Kevin on fucking SmackDown. And give it to Bobby. Who else do they fuck? Who else do they fucking have? They have Drew, Bobby, Kevin, Sheamus, possibly. Because that's the they only. They ain't talking about splitting their belts up. Every time somebody talk about taking a belt for Roman, they never talk about one specific belt. They always say undisputed Universal Champion. They never split the belts. Now, if they want to split they the belts, that's fine. But don't put it on fucking Bobby Lashley. You're just mad because you actually had to live up to your bet and buy the fucking Hurt Business in a Bobby Lashley shirt. Yeah, I'm a woman and I can admit that I was I had to buy his shirts. They still in the plastic. <laughs> still in the plastic. Ain't searched them, ain't put them on, none of that. They over there on the seat of chest in the plastic where they will remain. Not the plastic. Don't be stupid and put them 
fucking belts on, put one of them belts on Lashley. And it really don't have nothing to do with my dislike of him. It's not mm-hmm. smart. Mm-hmm. It's not smart. Put it on somebody else. Give it to Sammy. Sammy's there. See, that's the whole thing that I'm thinking. Like, what if this whole thing, because like, okay, you know how Sammy was all fucking paranoid and thinking like people were out to get him? Yeah. What if he did sure. this? Right? So like, what if this was like in some bizarre, if they fucking steal this, I'm going to sue. But like, what if this whole time he knows, like he knew this was the only way he could get close to Roman and like, He's going, I mean, we all know he's going to be like one of the reasons why the Usos like ditch or the Usos break, kayfabe break up or whatever. But what if this whole thing has just been a plot to get a title shot? I'm suing if they steal my idea. I know y'all are listening. I'm going to sue. Can you From my understanding, the original plan... From my understanding, the original plan was to sit Kevin on Sammy Zayn. That was the plan. And then they were supposed to start to try to build the cracks through Sammy via Kevin. That's how it was supposed to start. But something happened and Kevin wasn't on TV for a while. And that was in, I don't know if he was like doing a TV show or something but then they started this big ass rumor that he got injured and that he had like a meniscus sprain or something like that and I was like well he came back last Friday he seemed to be pretty spry and he was fine Monday so I was like they're not going to put someone who has a serious injury that can result in him actually being injured for six to nine months inside of a cage match where chaos is the main goal i thought he's he's didn't he say on twitter that he did have an injury though or that was a while ago when he had the injury and it was minor and he was rehabbing it. but when he was on twitter the only time he said something was when he was set to go to nxt and he said that he was supposed to go over there to have a conversation with Braun. And um, and uh, what was it, Ilya and JD McDonough. And then he was just like, "Well, I'm gonna. I know you guys are wondering when I'm coming back. I'm coming back. Don't worry. It's just a minor hiccup. That's what he said. He never said it was an injury or anything like that. And then he was on Twitter shortly after that, and he said that he was coming back. He just didn't know when. He said, "But they, I'm coming back." And that was it. So. But from what I understand, he was filming something. That's why he was gone. I don't know. I just know this. I I don't know. But this match is going to fucking be awesome. Of course. This this is the match everybody's looking for. I told everybody from the beginning, putting JDOC and Judgment Day in that side that cage was a massive mistake. It never was supposed to happen from the beginning. Like people were legitimately pissed off that Finn and them weren't going to be inside the War Games match. And I was like, most of us don't care about Judgment Day and the shit that's going on with them now. Do you really want to watch them in a fucking match? If they did this like a few months ago before Edge left to do whatever he's doing, 
and they were able to, and they were able to build stuff up maybe but you're does, okay who actually watches tv when the fucking uh judgment day is on like who really cares and that's what I was telling them, but it was a lot of pushback on me. And it was like, uh, well, there's course. no storyline with the bloodline. I'm like, they're going to create one. It's not because, like it's not possible. Look, it's easy to do that because they'd be like, oh, we're the most dominant. And then they try to go after, like Judgment Day tries to go after the bloodline, but we all know the bloodline would whoop their fucking asses. Like, right, I was feeling, so like you put I mean, all the enemies... Fair. We put all the enemies of the bloodline up against the bloodline. And it works. And I was like, that's fucking smart. And then they were like, well, who's going to be the fifth? I'm like, fucking Kevin Owens. Owens. If Sammy's what? involved, Kevin's going to be there. It's, it's Even fucking now. Let's spin reality and say Sammy wasn't there. Kevin has history with them. So even if Sammy wasn't a part of the bloodline, he still would be one that would fit. And everybody was like, as soon as they announced the shit, they was like, oh, that's going to be dope. I'm like, yeah, I told y'all that a month ago. <laughs> You're, you don't listen. Uh, you know why? Unfortunately. But that's going to be one game. Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, there's, there's, there is a triple threat match. Bobby Lashley, oh. Seth Rollins, and Austin Theory are competing in a triple threat for the United States Championship. And Dexter Loomis is going up against The Miz. And if he wins, he gets to have his WWE contract and The Miz has to pay him back the money that he owes him. I didn't. Uh, I guess I must have just added that. I didn't have it on the on the card here. I had no because they don't have it on WWE's website. But that match is made. Um, it was made a couple weeks ago. Dexter, hmm. Miz was doing that Mister Rogers bullshit. <laughs> what the fuck apologize. was that? He was coming out there to apologize. It was a mess. <laughs> and then Johnny Gargano was like, nah, fam, we're not going to do that. You got a match at War Games against Dexter. And if Dexter wins, Dexter can be reinstated as a WWE superstar. And you have to pay him what you owe. And he was like, oh, I'm going to decimate him. He doesn't know what's coming. He was like, okay, well, why don't you tell him all that yourself? And Dexter was behind him playing a cameraman. And chase them all the way to the back. And then that week after that, he Miz had a match with Gargano and he ended up cheating to win that match. He also had a match with Gargano this week, but Miz decided to swap himself out for Omos. Uh. And we had to suffer through Omos and Johnny trying to save this damn match with Omos. That's no shade to Johnny Gargano. So Johnny Gargano lost again, and the Miz was, you know, very smug and happy about it. But that that is it when it comes to war games. That is that is the card. They're gonna have the United States Championship contested. No other belts are gonna be defended at war games, as far as I know, except for Ronda's. Mm-hmm. So Ronda's title, Seth's title, 
And the other two major titles with the, uh, well, the three major titles, four actually, because the Usos have the tag team titles. The other four major titles will not be defended. So Bianca's safe, the Usos are safe, and Robin is safe. Everything else is storyline based. So I, think this is, I think this is the final pay-per-view for them. What? Whatever it's fucking called. This is the last show for them for the year because there's not a show in December, right? No, the only show that's in December is Deadline, and that is for NXT. That is the last pay premium live event is what they call it, PLEs. That is the last premium live event for the company overall. No other um, PLE is going to happen after or before um, Deadline. They're the last one. And that's where you're going to have that Iron Survivor Challenge match. Well, and next week, uh-huh. next week, mm-hmm. Shawn Michaels is supposed to announce all the competitors for the match. So it's mm-hmm. not going to be tournament-based. You mean the King of the Mountain match that they're doing? Oh, God. I'm going to call it what they call it. They stole it from Impact, but it is called the Iron Survivor Challenge. (laughs) Well, if they announce it by next week, we will let you guys know who is in it because this is a reminder that after Survivor Series, we are going to be gone for at least till Rumble. Uh, no, we usually come back like the middle of January. Hmm. Just because we got a lot of sh- we got shit to do in the beginning of the year, and uh, we need a break. <laughs> the holidays are coming up, and I I feel like we should take a break during the holidays. This There's year, no pay per views happening, and usually nothing weird happens during the holidays. So no, pray that it stays quiet. If something goes on with impact, we'll, we'll retweet it as long as Elon Musk does not throw a hissy fit and close down Twitter. Um, uh-huh. I hate that guy like so fucking much. Um, <laughs> I really do. I really do. And it's the fact that like I'm going into the tech world and so many like tech bros like literally suck his dick on a daily. I'm like, why? Ew and gross. Um, because he's weird and he has money. Yeah, well, apparently his family also believes in keeping it in the family, if you get my drift. Oh, uh, yes, their bloodline is very pure by European royalty standards, that just without explains, any of the inbreed mutations. That explains his weirdoism. So, mm. yeah. Well, it's never mind. I'm not going to say it because <laughs> I'm going to hell. I already know that. But anyway, I uh, can't anything, with you. <laughs> I used to be so nice too. Anyway, so <laughs> if anything happens, like majorly happens in whether WWE, Impact, AEW, MLW, anything going on crazy in the wrestling world will stay on top of it. If it's something super major, like I would like a year though where nothing major happens in pro wrestling, that'd be fucking great. But if something major happens, happen. if something major happens while we're on break, we will jump on and uh, we'll get an episode out. Keep an eye on We Love Wrestling because that's what we'll probably be if we pop up anytime during the rest of the year. We actually have an interview coming out. Nicole was with Terry and they interviewed Maria Kanellis. 
so that should be up soon if not now so it's go check up, that out um tomorrow oh it's up tomorrow a woman so, on wednesday wow go check that out uh let's see here follow us on twitter follow us on instagram and uh yeah follow tiff on youtube it's psych design tv too she goes live after every show sometimes depending on how tired she is talk about wrestling there uh anything else that i'm forgetting no no i think that's everything all right well we will see you guys next week for survivor series and then we will see you again in 2023 so i got nothing else to say so bye (laughs) bye